Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be continuing on with Rebecca, so if you haven't read it yet, please read it, and then also go back and listen to the first few episodes if you haven't done that already. Um, but we're gonna get into a lot of good, fun stuff. I'm really, really liking this book. I hope you guys are enjoying the journey as much as I am. Um, and if you all have any Rebecca hot takes, I want to hear them. Please send them to me because at the point that I'm recording this intro, I have finished the book. Um, obviously I'm not gonna, you know, go through and talk about it here because I want you guys to enjoy it, but yeah, please send me your Rebecca hot takes. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So in other news, the holidays are coming up. I hope you guys have fun plans and you get time to take off from work and celebrate with your families or friends or whoever you want to celebrate with. I am very excited for the holidays to take some, you know, rest and relaxation time. Um, I hope you guys are doing something too. And I hope you guys read something that's themed around the holidays. I'm going to be reading Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe, and there should be a Patreon episode coming out about it, so please stay tuned for that. Um, also, speaking of Patreon, if you want to help support the show and get some access to some fun, cool, exclusive content, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Um, every single month you would get an exclusive episode, as well as you get early access to the um, episode, weekly episodes they come out on Monday on Patreon instead of the usual Wednesday. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be continuing on with our journey with Rebecca, who is still not the main character. So our main, our journey with a unnamed main character and we are joined once again by jen and shanna hello <laughs> you did it <laughs> yes and also from the best book club podcast i just got so excited that i was rehearsing your name in my head just to make sure and i was like at the end i was nervous and i was like no i got it i got it <laughs> I don't know. Jen's pretty easy to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. But Shanna, you got it. You yeah. rock. Why do I even doubt myself? <laughs> Killing the game. Um, but yeah, so honestly, as I said before, still think he killed her. I won't hear any criticism of that guess um, until the end in which I can be criticized for my wrongful guessing. But as of right now, I am more convinced than ever, and I will tell you why when we get to those parts. Well, I'm excited, because I I just really go along with the story like, mm-hmm. bit by bit, and I, I am not looking at the end or the future at all. This so. is one of the reasons that I love having a podcast with Jen, is because she is so in the moment and easy to trick. <laughs> Whereas I am always analyzing everything and I've got 40 theories just at every moment. And she's always like, oh, I never saw that. Like, what are you talking about? I don't even care. I'm just, I'm, I'm at the party. I'm having a good time. I don't want to know when the party ends and who's going to die and who killed who. Uh, There is a party later in this book that is like one of the standout scenes. We haven't got there yet, but just get ready. It's a good one party time i'm ready to dive i like dive really deep into these books and ask very niche questions that no one ever can give me an answer to and i'm like i don't know why i do this but like (laughs) this is my fun okay this is why i enjoy reading because i like to just overly analyze everything and i can do that in a fictional space instead of my real life (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't want to analyze your real life too hard no, I. No. Was this, <laughs> what is it that um, uh, that oh, I can't remember what that's called. Oh, so, like simply explained, where they're like humans are the only animals 
are mammals capable of self-reflection and they avoid it at all costs. That lives <laughs> rent-free right in this brain. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, without further ado, we are on chapter nine. So Beatrice and her husband have arrived and we officially find out that like Beatrice is his sister. But like from the way that that text was going, I thought it was his grandmother, but it is not. Yes. There are a few times, like further on in this chapter, where I, I, not in this chapter, but in the chapters that we've just read, where Mm -hmm. I was a little bit confused as to who was talking or who was who. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not paying attention or if it's just somehow the writing style or just the the lack of names. Yeah. I cheated because I've read it before, so I knew. (laughs) Yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> For me, it's the hard part is like using like the pronoun she to also refer to our main character that like really trips me up because I'm like I don't know who which female in this like page we're talking about. You know what I mean? Because I'm like at least sometimes they throw in like a Mrs. De Winter, and I'm like, all right, perfect, I know exactly who we're talking about. But like when they just use pronouns, I'm like, I don't know who we're talking about right now. Yeah, that's uh, all even, Mrs., even Mrs. DeWinter only narrows it down to two characters. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're like, figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> so our main character is not at all ready to meet these people. And so she does the only logical like answer in her flight or f- fight or flight response, which is run away. Run as fast as your little feet can carry you. <laughs> And she ends up in like going through the servant quarters, which, you know, don't we love a house with servant quarters? Doesn't uh, that yeah. just mean scream rich? Yeah. I I only have one quarter. Mm-hmm. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that big. <laughs> and I have to use it for laundry. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, but it's like a whole stone passageway. And honestly, the aesthetic of just a stone passageway, beautiful. Love that already. And I just... But, like, she then runs into, like, the deserted wing of the house, which, of course, is the West Wing where Rebecca lived. Love it. And also just felt really very Beauty and the Beast to me. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Doesn't Beauty and the Beast... Oh, sorry. I just love that everything is still closed down and it's such a creepy scene. Yeah, for sure. And I think honestly in Beauty and the Beast, they literally say the West Wing as well. I think it's yeah. the same wing. It's definitely the West Wing that you stay out of. If so. you're ever in a house with wings, stay out of the West one, I guess. Oh, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, because this is a book with dramatic irony, she runs into Mrs. Danvers as soon as she gets into this wing. Because why wouldn't she? Well, she's in the scary wing. Mrs. Danvers is terrifying. Mm -hmm. We have to run into a monster. I also like to think that even though surveillance cameras weren't invented yet, that somehow Mrs. Danvers had one. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's going to have one, it's her. She invented a system to like make sure that she knew when people... It's like a tripwire system. That's what I was thinking. A little (laughs) bell tinkles wherever she is. Yeah. Yeah. She put a tile in uh, her, of uh, in our main character's pocket, so she can know her location at all times. Oh, <laughs> that kind of tile. I thought you meant like Indiana Jones. Like, <laughs> oh, the pressure plate. <laughs> yeah, that would work too. That would work yeah. too. Our main character would be like, "Why do I always trip when I go in the West Wing? That's so weird." <laughs> well, she wouldn't tell anybody about it. That's for sure. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh oh geez her avoidance style which like one is a mood two is also kind of annoying yeah yeah it's it's that being 21 though too yeah it helps me forgive her yeah Yeah. it's also the fact that like she's in a house she doesn't feel like is her own with like ornaments that she didn't buy and like an entire house that's i feel like that's the hardest part i feel like if she was in a house where she was able to you know kind of build it from the ground up she'd feel a lot more at home like it wouldn't be like you know this is rebecca's things and i'm living in it it'd be like this is my things rebecca wasn't like a widowed no 
ex- I don't want to say ex-wife. I don't know. Previous late wife. wife. Late wife. Thank you. I couldn't think of a word <laughs> that worked there, but um, but it's like it'd be different because then it's like you'd have that barrier. But it's like she's living as if Rebecca is still kind of there, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's and gotta be gets, horrible. And it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Also, nobody in the house is making her feel comfortable there. I know. It's, it's so got weird. that vibe of Have you ever been like the boss, but everybody who is under you is actually older than you? I yeah. haven't, but I, oh. <laughs> I, I know my bo- one of my bosses is like that. So it's so awkward. You're like, ah, oh, hey. So I know you could be my mother or my grandmother, but I'm gonna need you to go and do this. <laughs> Thank you. It's just she's avoiding having her own like servants or house people doing mm-hmm. anything for her at all, and it's just, girl, you're in charge do it Mm -hmm. you deserve the promotion yeah you married into this promotion (laughs) yeah take it right maybe i'm just bossy but i would be like reveling in this moment you know what i (laughs) mean like i i don't know i love to be in charge and that's my toxic behavior okay like i love making decisions so (laughs) i would just be like yeah uh, you sent me the meal list. Well, actually, no, I'm not doing any of this instead, because also I'm allergic to everything under the sun. But, <laughs> you know, I love those kinds of things. I love when people consult me, even if it's like minimal things. I'm not not that I'm like a micromanager. This makes me sound like a micromanager, actually. <laughs> um, I retake this entire state. I just like to be consulted, even, you know. I'm not going to ever go out of my way to like be like, oh, actually, um, this font needs to be level three. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because even when she does try, they suck. Like when she asked him to put the flowers mm-hmm. on like a certain table and he's like, oh, the old Mrs. DeWinter put them over there. Yeah. Like, Shut up. <laughs> That's- yeah. Right. It's like, does it matter? Does it really matter? to be honest so even, even when she tries she fails yeah i just feel bad because it's like they know she won't really put her foot down and everybody can just walk all over her and it doesn't matter yeah poor main unnamed main character <laughs> <laughs> so you know mrs danver immediately asks if uh, she went in any of, the, any of the rooms in the West Wing, as if this isn't literally her house, right? <laughs> like, mind your own beeswax, lady. I would have fired Miss Danvers so quick. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And so many times. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been like, um, actually, the second she made me feel uncomfortable, I'd be like, yeah, she's out. Um, <laughs> anybody else can replace her even if they're not competent at their job at this point i just need someone that's not gonna be shady every time i speak yeah. i have a feeling though that maxim de winter wouldn't have married any of us yeah this is probably true well like he's literally married someone he could fully groom into the person he wants you know yeah okay so then mrs danvers is like really forcing our main character's hand is like yeah if you want to come into this wing just ask me just like tell me because you know i will lead you through all of it and it's basically like twisting your hands like you can only come in here when i'm in here for what i don't know yeah for what for what <laughs> yeah like this is literally your house. does mrs danvers live on the property because like why wouldn't she just go at night when she's off Oh, she yeah. must. She definitely lives in like a servant's quarters. Yeah. She probably like sneaks up there and sleeps there at night. She's very probably creepy. Wears the nightgown. You know what just dawned on me? There's a Mr. Danvers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. I thought, of, I thought about that once too. How would you feel if your wife is literally more like obsessed with someone that's not you i feel a little <laughs> upset i'm not gonna lie to you maybe he's dead maybe yeah something sounds familiar like he was mentioned or something i do feel like he was mentioned and that was when i was like ah and then promptly forgot about him yeah but also he's forgettable married. that's why she forgot him 
Yeah. Being married to Mrs. Danvers, though, sounds actually horrible. Yeah. 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 No, thanks. I don't think she's anyone's type, but somehow she still got married. (laughs) Maybe he's a skeleton. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's that 12 foot skeleton you can get from Lowe's. (laughs) 100%. Which, like, I still want, even though I don't have 12-foot ceilings. And I, again, live in 700 square feet. So I really, I think I need to, like, lay those dreams down a little bit. But, you know. <laughs> you can make room. It's okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was dress them up for Christmas. It's a Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. A year Dude. round. I, w- I would like it if it was just, like, behind you right now, really. It's, yeah. Like, behind the door. that would be quality content the fish are just like constantly staring at it (laughs) you only see one hand (laughs) (laughs) so inevitably our main character tells mrs danvers that she went through the stone passageway which like i i don't know why she would admit that to be honest (laughs) with you when there's literally any other way she's like could have gotten through this conversation (laughs) like she tells Mrs. Danvers way too many things that she doesn't yeah. need to. No, she doesn't owe her anything. Come on. Yeah. And not nearly enough of the ones that she actually does need to tell her. Yeah. yeah. For being shy, she really offers a lot of information out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so then our main character gets escorted out of the West Wing as if she's like a school child. And goes back into the morning room and now Maxim is home so she doesn't have to like meet Beatrice Beatrice by herself. Which, if you knew your sister and husband were coming over, why would you be out of the house? I mean, sometimes you just don't want to. <laughs> That's fair, but also like your new wife who you already know is awkward is going to be stranded there alone. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I already not the biggest fan of Maxim. It made it worse. Yeah, yeah, he seems to not pay a whole lot of attention to his wife. Yeah, yeah. This guy not great. Gonna be honest. Plus, he knows his sister, so he's got to know that she's a lot. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> like that would be an uncomfortable meeting. I, just, I really like Beatrice. Yeah, me too. But she is a lot. She's definitely yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like, yeah. I like her as a character because I think she's, like, she's mostly nice. Like, she's nice enough, I guess. Like, she's got she's got snide remarks. But she's nice enough. And yeah. she <laughs> actually seems to, like, care. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, seeing as, like, no one else in her entire life cares about her, really. Like, Maxim does not care about her. I won't hear otherwise. He's never once in the 15 chapters says that he loves her or that he's happy. Can't argue with that. But the picture I have in my head of them, like, just la la la, dancing around. Like, they're in a musical to me. (laughs) Like, I don't know what book you guys are reading. (laughs) Uh, It's me. I know it's me. I just don't trust this man. And I'm <laughs> looking for every sign to point to like confirm my bias. So No, you're probably right, yes. If by the end of this book I end up liking him, I'm gonna laugh at myself when I'm editing. <laughs> Since we're halfway, I think it's probably unlikely, but you yeah. never know. Yeah. So then our main character comes to the door and bursts in apparently as awkward as humanly possible. Here's my problem though. It's like I'm starting to realize I don't I can't tell if we just have a very biased narrator and it's really not as awkward as she says it is or if this is like the most awkward way to bust into a door. Like I can <laughs> I can't tell. She definitely has undiagnosed anxiety. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really hard to know what is just her spiraling for a minute mm-hmm. and what is actually going on yeah she's very unreliable and it's like aren't the other characters in every scene don't really say enough to give you any sort of idea what they think about her without her inserting like and reading into everything you know like we can't tell just from the things they say 
what they think. And that oh. I'm struggling with that. Oh, yeah. She makes up whole entire scenes. Like when her sister-in-law bought her the books, she mm-hmm. could see her going into the place and talking to the person and exactly what they said. Yeah. And you know, that's not a real scene. It sets it up beautifully. And mm-hmm. I love the style. But yeah, it does not make her super reliable. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm really curious if we got this book from any other person's point of view, what they would actually think of our main character. And would we finally get to learn her name? Mm. I would hope so. Same. Maybe it's really hard to pronounce and spell. So, <laughs> Well, it's her father's name, so. <laughs> it's going to be like Kevin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hank. Yeah, something. So the sister immediately starts talking around our main character. And I was like, okay, I hate Beatrice. And then like three minutes later, I was like, never mind, revoked. (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, she does that thing when like someone's got a dog or like a small child. And they're like, oh, they're so pretty, you know, to the parent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just compliment the thing. Like, yeah. (laughs) You know, just... With children, I'm like, speak to the child. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It it's weird. funny. When you're the parent, it's like, could you just talk to me? Because somebody talking to you through your kid is actually the most annoying thing ever. Oh, no, that would be annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can What's see that being annoying. What's your name? your name? Oh. Even though they obviously can't even talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look cold. Yeah, I get it. I'm a bad mom. Where's your yeah. jacket? weird weird so then as soon as like frank sees our main character he looks at her with relief which is weird frank's interactions are weird and i don't get them this will not surprise you but i love him i love (laughs) i love every character in this book uh the the weirder or scarier or more awkward the better <laughs> i like frank i just don't understand what his motivation is yeah what is he doing there i guess he's like i thought they said he was an agent yeah but what like what he's what is like uh like a lawyer oh yeah still um, doesn't explain why he's there <laughs> yeah he's there a lot yeah um for, if he's a lawyer, this further backs my opinion that uh, <laughs> Max killed his wife and the lawyer's there because Rebecca's family's going after him. Uh, lawyer might not be quite the right word. I feel like he's like a legal and financial catch-all. Mm-hmm. I want to say hype man or like wingman. Yeah. Except for like of the most boring kind. Right. Amazing. Yeah, I just, he's there a lot in these couple of chapters and i just anytime they like read into his face i don't understand why like i don't i don't know why he's thinking the things he is because i can't separate him from like the bias that our narrator puts on him to figure out what his motivation is and i want to know will i ever get to know just give me that little teaser do i get to know why he looks the way he does I don't know. <laughs> if, yeah, I don't get some, if I don't get some sort of motivation by the end of this, I'm going to lose it. He has, he has a point. Okay. Good. It's that he's Unless the I am misremembering like crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got a point. Thank goodness. So this conversation is all going on. The sister seems nice, which is good. Because no one else cares. Um, But the sister starts like doing the same thing our narrator does, which is just make Max as uncomfortable as possible for no reason. And she's (laughs) like, hey, remember how depressed you looked six months ago? Yeah, because his wife died. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, But the thought of doing that to my brother just is great. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I understand. I don't know. My siblings and I are really close. So I, I couldn't imagine like rubbing salt in the wound and being like, hey, I know you're like really sad that your like wife died, but like, <laughs> wow, you looked really bad during that time. <laughs> uh, 
maybe start drinking some coffee, buddy, because you look tired. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I would definitely bug my siblings, but probably not over their dead spouse. No, yes. I would probably back it up a little. But yeah, I'm, only... not cl- I'm not close with mine, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> There's only two moods. Be nice to your sibling and tell them about their dead spouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So our main character is like, okay, this is uncomfortable and starts like slowly changing the subject away from his health. And it's like, let's talk about Italy, which like we love a trauma response, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So Max and his sister are like being really passive aggressive to each other the entire time. And like as someone who hates things that are passive aggressive, I loved this. I don't know. It's something about like reading passive aggressive behavior and like especially in like societal norms, like where you have to be like, wow, that couch is really something. I wouldn't have picked it for my home, but I'm glad it works for you. I love that. <laughs> I I love it so much. <sighs> Yeah, it's, I think good. it's a thing of beauty, truly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, our main character asks if it's safe to swim in the bay, and then I re- immediately <laughs> realizes our mistake. And, like, as I said, just rubbing salt into Maxim's wounds right now. Yeah, you have to know that that is not what you say. Yeah. To be fair, nobody will talk to her about Rebecca or anything at all, pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would somebody take her aside and be like, okay, here's what's happened? Yeah. I mean, somebody eventually does, but in the scariest way possible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is what you missed on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why no one did that like the second she got there, because like you're literally living in your late wife's house. Like y- you have to know what happened so you can avoid a lot of like touchy subjects. And everyone's oh, yeah. like, ah, she'll figure it out. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah. So as soon as like this awkward bit happens, lunch is finally served. And I was like, thank goodness, because I'm terrified. Beatrice asks if our main character is in love with Max on the way to lunch. And then before our character can even respond, she's like, ah, you don't have to say anything. And I'm like, <laughs> Beatrice, what? <laughs> Well, that is definitely a typical thing that a sister will do to the wife or the girlfriend. I know my sister-in-law did it. The only difference was we were drunk and sitting in front of an open fridge. And she was like crying. Like, do you love my brother? (laughs) So, I mean, it was a little bit different, but it was right. Beatrice handled it weird, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah Beatrice was like you know they're already married at this point but I probably should still ask <laughs> yeah. my brother will just have to kill another one of his wives no worry <laughs> so also at this lunch everyone starts complimenting Mrs. Danvers for some reason and that's just strange because why she's the worst she's the worst and she's terrifying um Maxim asks our main character and Beatrice to oh wait oh Maxim asks our main character and Beatrice to leave by just suggesting they go to the garden which is weird <laughs> <laughs> like he was like wasn't even like tactful about it he made an eye look at her and then was like head tilt basically yeah, yeah. get out of here we got to talk about this murder yeah. <laughs> the gentle the gentleman folk yeah he's like boys club anyway so yeah i'm probably not gonna kill this wife (laughs) (laughs) maybe so our main character is wearing a flannel shirt and beatrice makes a bunch of comments about her appearance which is this is the point where i was like she's nice kind of yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's a little bit honest yeah a little bit honest which like can't fault her for when everybody in her life has been also other rich people. <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah, yeah and I don't she- know. We're Canadians, so when I hear flannel, I'm like, ooh, good luck. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Florida, so I'm like, ooh, flannels. <laughs> Fall. <laughs> Ish. I always looked like pumpkin patch flannel. Nice. Mm. 
I love I love a good flannel. I can never wear them. I have to do like that around the waist situation and like that's as close as I can get because it's 80 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not recommended. My yeah. act my actual job, I literally drive a Zamboni. So I am like made of flannel and it's yes. it's so good. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> love that. I want to be made of flannel. So comfy. Beatrice also just says her husband's getting fat with like no context to bring that up. But she just kind of throws it in there for spice in the conversation, I guess. (laughs) And then at that note, Frank leaves. Um, Still don't know why he joined a family lunch, but you know, happy to have him. (laughs) So they're about to leave, but Maxim's like, hey, come see the East Wing. And Beatrice is like, oh, if I must. And, you know, they're looking around the wing and the main character, uh, uh, Beatrice asks the main character, how much the remodel cost? Our our main character had like $10 to her name before this. I don't know why you're asking her about money. Like, yeah. And who cares? Yeah. She wasn't even here when it was remodeled. So I don't why why it's weird uh beatrice says that the main character is very different from rebecca and then just like mike drops and leaves and i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) people keep doing that to her but she doesn't know if it's good or it's bad Mm -hmm. i also even at the end of these chapters i'm I'm still not sure because she doesn't sound great no she doesn't but people say she's great but she doesn't sound uh, great, so I don't know. She she's gives me, very hot. She gives but, me vibes uh, of like mean girl from high school that went on mission trips. Ooh. Okay. I get those vibes. Where like they're really pretty and just really mean, but then they like are doing the gods work, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they somehow then, managed managed to get everyone on their side. Yeah. And you're There's like so much money. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, mission trips aren't that good, but okay, I guess. (laughs) Um, Seems kind of toxic, but anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Those are the vibes I get about Rebecca, so I don't like her. And then she, like, like, has a cute little boathouse where she reads books, and I'm like, that's a mood, though, so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds kind of nice. I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I'll keep learning. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. That's for sure. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) New plot twist. Rebecca tried to kill Maxim. Maxim killed her and then had to hide her body. So. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. She just looked down. She just looked (laughs) down. Uh, Looking down and texting with her eyes being like, this girl crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy theory number four yeah (laughs) a double homicide (laughs) so then we are on to chapter 10 beatrice and her husband leave and maxim's like oh thank goodness they're gone which like you i i love that because that's relatable like you love them (laughs) while they're here but then they leave and you're like oh i can breathe oh yes yep and then he's like oh let's go on a walk but he's like so anxious to get going, he won't let her get her own jacket. So Robert has to go get her a jacket, which is just weird. I'm like, are you on a time crunch, my guy? Like, what well, he says, uh, when women go to their rooms, they take half an hour. And I thought, excuse me, you're not wrong, but rude. Yeah. All I thought was, yeah, they take half an hour. Like, they have to climb all those stairs, get to a whole wing of the house. Like, she probably is running, grabs her jacket, <laughs> runs back down, and it's going to take 30 minutes just to get there. Of course it takes that long. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. her own jacket could be hanging in the closet. Yeah. Why, not, why nice. doesn't she have a designated jacket in the closet? <laughs> right. Wasn't this her second day there? Okay, yeah. I feel like, though, <laughs> they they had, like, seven weeks. I'm pretty sure that all these servants could have been putting her jacket in the closet, getting her Does jackets she... to begin with even have a jacket she doesn't have clothes she still <laughs> has to wear like a dirty skirt that she got when she like didn't have money that's the main problem here no. <laughs> really this she feels like going 
this feels like me going to a Paris Hilton house, like Paris Hilton's house and like my TJ Maxx dress. Like <laughs> I wouldn't want that to happen. No, no. That's why I made my aesthetic like hobo chic. Beautiful. Yeah. Hill yeah. the game. <laughs> uh, we are in the same aesthetic, to be honest, because I am wearing a college tank top and running shorts that I won't wear out to go running. So, <laughs> and a sweater, even though it's 80 degrees out. I don't know. I like comfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, Robert gets her a random jacket and then. Maxim fully tells his dog to shut up because he's barking out of excitement. Like, Maxim is not nice to this dog. Like, I get the dog doesn't speak English, but, like, the rest of us do. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he does not like that dog. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And then he calls him old man when it's a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the MC... Uh, the main character confides on the walk that she thinks Beatrice expected someone smarter and more sophisticated than uh, she actually is. And Maxim doesn't really say anything about that. Uh, like, just be nice for a minute, man. Yeah, just be like, oh, I'm, I mean, I hyped you up a lot, but I do think she probably thought I didn't hype you up enough. Something. Something. Like <laughs> Anything. he could so easily change the tides of this conversation and he won't do it. Yeah, they've known each other for what was it, seven weeks? Yeah. You think by now he would recognize that she's anxious. Yeah. 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 Help yeah. her out, man. Help her out. Honestly, he just adds to it because he's like, well, if that's what you think, like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Can you just say that you love her for like five seconds? That'd be great. Like, what were those wedding vows? Like, yeah, I love you to the ends of the earth. Ditto. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that they have a prenuptial, like, agreement? No, he'll just kill her. Oh... You don't need prenup if your divorce is murder. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think it's like the 20s. So like, was divorce legal? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about how women aren't people. (laughs) Yeah, they're not allowed to be divorced. (laughs) Unless he wants it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just throw it in an asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like our main man, Ben. Yeah. And then the next thing is that Beatrice had like said some comments about our main character's hair, and he's like, "Oh, I think your hair's fine." And I'm like, "All right." Thanks uh, the, for the compliment. correct answer is, "Why would you like to go to a salon? Go to the salon." And then she'd be like, "Ooh, I would like to go to a salon." Or I think your hair is beautiful, but if you want to do something different, feel free to do it. I don't know. It sounds like it's pretty limp. Yeah. 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 I I also feel like she just doesn't take care of it either. So that's probably not helping this problem. I think too that we are probably getting her view of herself Mm -hmm. and as an anxiety ridden person in this situation, she's probably making it sound a hundred times worse than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, also his his response too is not helpful. Well, mm-hmm. even like the way she's interpreting it could be worse than it actually is too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. But who knows? Yeah. So the puppy tries to bring them on their usual walk to the cove, but Maxim won't let them go that way. And she still hasn't actually seen the water since she's been here like she glanced it at the west wing but she didn't hasn't been able to see it because he won't let her go there the ocean is so big like you'd think you'd be able to see it pretty quick but no yeah Uh, I wouldn't let my new wife go to where my old wife died either probably that's fair (laughs) my favorite thing is he won't tell her why he's just like no (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) this is true yeah and then like they find out it's the exact cove where she died and it's like oh okay (laughs) so 
our main character doesn't think Maxim is prone to like angry outbursts like Beatrice, Beatrice is like implying. He's like, she was like, oh, she, he gets like two big outbursts a year, but that's about it. And I'm like, oh no, I can definitely see that. I 100% think he does get angry rage outbursts for sure. Oh yeah. He gives me those vibes. He turns really cold to her quite often. Yeah. So. This is a loveless marriage, to be honest. Like, she's just trying to make it happen, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, she has enough love for both of them. Does she? Because, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not convinced she loves him. I'm really not convinced she loves him. I think she thinks she loves him. I think she wants to love him, yes. Yeah. But I'm not convinced she actually does. He should try being lovable. Yeah. 100%. Because, like, he is not a good partner to her at all. Nope. Nope. So, on their walk, they come to this valley of flowers, and they call it Happy Valley, which is just ironic to me. Um, But that's besides the point. So, (laughs) they start playing fetch with the puppy, and then the puppy goes missing and isn't coming when he's called. So, you know, our main character starts calling for the dog and she can hear him, but she thinks he might have gotten stuck somewhere. So she starts like climbing up these rocks and then Max is like, just leave the dog. The dog knows the way home. Like, sir, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, why have a dog if you're just going to leave them possibly stranded somewhere? Yeah. She's like, oh no, he might be hurt. It's like, nah, who cares? They don't have a leash for this dog. And the dog has no actual recall. So, <laughs> get a leash. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, our main character ignores Maxim and climbs over into this cove. And a random man's men, sorry, a random man is just standing there, just chilling. And then she like proceeds to talk about like how this man looks like he's not very smart and things like that. And he's homeless and all this stuff. But uh, the puppy's trying to play with him and obviously knows him. And he's not playing with the puppy back, which made me kind of sad. Yeah, this is a part that maybe hasn't aged particularly well. Definitely not nearly Mm -hmm. as badly as some other books of this age. Yeah. But uh, yeah, reading through all that, I'm like, ooh, no, that would not fly anymore. Yeah. Definitely not. Also, like, the fact that he has no care. Like, no one's looking out for him at all is suspicious. Right? He's just, like, down by the ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he needs a little bit more. <laughs> Although, watching, Maxim says that he makes that he's worse off than he is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not convinced because it doesn't seem like Maxim is overly honest anyways. It's true. Yeah. So there's like an abandoned boathouse. So she goes in it trying to find um, string, but it's weird because the boathouse has been like fully redone to have furniture and everything instead of like having just boat supplies. And she's like, oh, this is weird. And then gets like a string to use a leash. Um, and then when she comes out, Maxim is just sitting there waiting for her and he's infuriated. He is super angry and he's like storming back while they're like, when she leaves, she gets the dog on the leash and then they're like storming away. And she's like running to keep up with him at this point. And like also says that the guy is Ben. So we get a name of the guy that was on the beach. Um, And then he like starts picking fights with our main character for going over the rocks. He's like, I told you not to. I told you this dog was going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. Whole thing. And then he says, I wish we would have stayed in Italy. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish you guys would have stayed in Italy too. Because like, things are not going well. No, this this house is not where you guys should be as a couple. Yeah. yeah. Get the house to the... Like, if your ex... Like, if your late wife died at your house, wouldn't you be like, hey, sister of mine, how about you take Manderley and I'm gonna go cope for a while? Yeah. I feel like back then... 
that wouldn't fly. I think he probably has to have Manderly due to his he-ness. Maybe, but he doesn't have to live there. Yeah. Like, he just has to have it and then, like, have their That's public true. tours and take their picture postcards and stuff. Well, and I'm sure have, he like, could live at a different estate somewhere else. Yeah, or they could have, like, an outbuilding, like, built for him to live in so that, like, not every single aspect of this house reminds him of his late wife. They could remodel it. Yeah, they could do something. They could plant flowers the cove. They could get rid of that boathouse and just honestly tear it down because no one's going to use it and it's a terrible standing reminder. That it's just locked up, never to be touched again. He's yeah. just holding on to everything. I know. Which is he, not healthy. Yeah, he put himself in stasis and then expected things to just be better. Yep. Our man's needs therapy. Very much. <laughs> Real bad. Very much, yeah. yeah. So, Maxim, when they get back, asks if she really loves him, which is just weird. Like, wouldn't you have kind of discussed that in the seven weeks you were in Italy and, you know, married? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, so before you get married, good idea. Be like, hey, here's my baggage. Want to take a look? Make yeah. sure you want to carry this with me. <laughs> They did not do that. Yeah, no. No, they no. didn't. And he yeah. was like, also, I know you weren't raised in like a rich, like richy family, so maybe we should like do etiquette classes or something so that you kind of like get your feet wet with it. And he's like, no, nah, she'll figure it out. I like that <laughs> she's different. And it's, yeah. she just has to embarrass herself. Yeah, she's like a little mermaid with the fork in her hair. Mm -hmm. She's like, I... Yeah. Yeah, no. If I, I was in that life, in that situation, I would immediately be like, hey, I need an etiquette teacher, please. Thank you. Like, mm -hmm. calling on people, someone teach me how to do that. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's like when you turn 18, you suddenly have to file taxes. <laughs> someone should probably teach me how to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, yep, yep. And instead, he's like, no, child figure it out you have a morning room now with valuables in it <laughs> luckily now we can just google how to do taxes yeah that's true <laughs> yeah they didn't the irs doesn't come knocking at your door so the end the main character starts comparing herself to a dog because of the way maxim praises her when she's good and i was like okay <laughs> Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, it's not a good relationship. No. And then to top it all off, she reaches for the handkerchief that fell out of the jacket. Turns out it was Rebecca's jacket that she was wearing. Yeah, her jackets need to be thrown out. Yeah. If I was in this main character's shoes, every item of clothing that Rebecca owned would be in the garbage or donated to Goodwill. Like, no. Yes. I would not be keeping that around because it's like, even if it fit me, that's still a reminder that your wife died. I, what? Yeah. No, it's not great. No, it's, that's a horrible idea. Why it's still there. And like the fact that her entire room, as we will find out in a couple minutes is like done up as if she still lives there. Yeah. No, <laughs> Ugh, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. That room would be on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Shada Says Absolutely Nothing podcast because I'm just like, oh, soon. I can't wait. There are things happening in future chapters that I'm going to be like, hey. Remember when I like, predicted oh. the house was on fire before? That prediction oh. still stands. Yeah, it's a good prediction. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> I don't know. Did they have gas burning stoves? because maybe she's going to start taking up smoking. <laughs> they have electric lights. I can't, you oh, know yeah. how many times I have Googled what era is this book in? Zero. I have not done it. I keep meaning to. Probably I know. should. We really yeah. should. We should uh, let's just Google it really quick. Because I'm at this point... Are you Googling it? I, I will, because in okay. case anything happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise. 
when does Rebecca That's a good idea. take place? The 1930s. Okay. Okay. I thought it was published in 1926. Let's be honest. Oh. Yeah. 1930s. It says it doesn't say specifically. Oh, publication date 1938. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's 10 years off. It's fine. So basically, it's like a modern book. It was released. <laughs> yeah. So of course the date isn't listed because everyone would be relating to this, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah. "Oh, it's the 1800s." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all we got for this episode. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Where can all the listeners find your guys's podcast? Uh, you guys can find us at best underscore book club everywhere especially instagram that's where we are the most or you can send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com are you guys on tiktok no because that is too much work that's fair that's fair i'm I'm struggling i need you to be my social media manager (laughs) (laughs) i might hire you (laughs) i mean i am for hire so (laughs) i got your number beautiful did you want to say anything before I cut you off? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, oh, we're, uh, you can listen to our podcast on all of the normal places. And That's it's all. delightful. So do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And next week, we'll be continuing on with even more Rebecca. We're going to have quite a few weeks of Rebecca. So buckle up. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Especially because I felt like while I was reading this book, it was kind of October. But these, it feels like it's got really good fall vibes. So I think even as a November book, it's doing, it's hitting quite right. Okay. I... And just really enjoying talking about Rebecca. Later, we're going to be watching the Netflix movie. And then also the uh, movie that came out. I, it was an, I think it was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, that one we'll be talking about over on Patreon. So that Patreon exclusive episode will be coming out in December. Uh, so please be sure to tune in for that if you are interested. And also you would like to help support the podcast. Um yeah lots of fun but without further ado i'm gonna let you all go and enjoy your rest of your day uh next week we'll be continuing on with rebecca and finishing up these sets of chapters um also if you guys want to join in on the writing festivities for nano i'm trying to do some writing streams over on twitch so please check it out over on twitch.tv slash bookish i'm also at barely bookish on literally everything so if you want to follow me and hang out and say hi please consider doing that but yeah that's kind of all i've got over here so our logo is designed by my little sibling sarah our theme song is by Raphael crux and i'll catch you guys later bye